0: Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Steve Cullen, and I am so excited for you to be back here for another episode of this, uh, this great thing that I get to do every month, to just talk with other youth workers and, uh, and just talk about their ministry. Um, I'm so glad that you're you're back and joining us today. Apologize for those of you that were expecting an actual interview last time and for episode 20, and you're like, what? what? It's just Steve talking the whole time? Sorry about that. I just felt like, you know maybe. Maybe you guys wanted to hear my story, and so I wanted to dive into that, so... We're back again with an actual interview this time, and maybe you, you missed it and you want to go back, check out episode 20. But this time we have Kenny and L. Campbell. They are the uh, the founders and the, the primary people behind StuffYouCanUse.org. And if you're not into, um, if you don't know yet about this amazing resource for student ministry, make sure you check out their website. They were youth pastors in, in Buffalo, uh, New York, and they've been working a little bit with Orange and then they finally just went all out and and now doing stuff you can use full-time, it's been great to to get to know them over the last several years, and uh, and I'm I'm just excited for you to hear our conversation today. As we jump into a little bit about you know what God's been doing in their life and and what what it looks like to to run this amazing website. Um, they've got their own podcast and and some other amazing things that they they offer to student ministers and uh, and youth groups out there. So make sure you check out their stuff, and and, and I hope you're you're excited to hear about uh, like I said what what God is doing in their life. But before we jump into that. We gotta thank our sponsors because they are part. Of what makes this happen every time. And so uh, we do want to thank WorkCampNE. Their website is W O R K C A M P N E dot com. And if you're looking for a mission trip opportunity for your students, middle school and high school, make sure you check out their website. They have camps running in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, and Beardstown, Illinois, and Johnston, Vermont, and Laconia, New Hampshire in 2018. So make sure you check them out. But here's, here's a little known secret that what WorkCamp also does they also run private camps so if you're like none of those really work out for me but i do want to to offer a service-based mission trip for my students contact them and say hey you know what The student ministry podcast, Steve told me to tell you, I know you guys do this, so make sure you contact them and and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking and, uh, and see what they can do for you. And we also want to thank our other sponsor. It's a combined sponsorship between the National Network of Youth Ministries and Reach Youth New England. Both of those organizations are all about connecting youth workers together. I just got back from DYM 100 this past weekend, or this past week, and it was great just to connect with other youth workers. And so, if you're not connected with your local network um, between the national network of youth ministries or Reach Youth New England, if you're in New England, um, make sure you definitely check out their websites. Uh, youthworkers.net is the national network, and ReachYouthNE.com is the the website for Reach Youth New England. So do yourself a favor, connect with other youth workers in your area so that you can really be better together and, uh, and benefit each other's ministry and so that we can do this even, even better for the kingdom of God. So um, with all that being said, thanks to all our sponsors, but let's now jump into this conversation with Kenny and L. Campbell. All right, so thanks you so much for, uh, for joining us today, Kenny and L. Yes, Steve.
1: You're welcome. Thanks Excited for having to be us. Here.
0: Yeah, no problem. It's been it's been really cool for me to get to, to know so many youth workers, and um, over the years, and and hear their stories. But I'm particularly excited about your story because not only have you worked in the local church and you've done student ministry there, but you're also now uh, resourcing a lot of student ministers and um, and just helping us all out. So I'm excited to to hear you know how God's done that in your life and and how you know you where how you've come to to where you are today. So um, let's just start right there in our conversation today. And tell me a little bit about what God has done in your life to, to bring you where you are today.
1: Sure.
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely. So I'll start with my half of okay. the story. yeah, go uh, for
1: it. Well, I grew up going to youth group, loved it. Like grew up in a Christian family, and uh, I remember in middle school just really looking at my youth pastor and thinking that would be an incredible <laughs> job to have. He gets to hang out with kids all day. He gets to go to he like came to our lunch and brought hamburgers and i'm like this is a cool dude like you do i would love, love hamburgers to do that. yeah the, the hamburgers is really what right. sealed That's the where deal it over yeah. <laughs> yeah and so i ended up going to liberty university i came back home to buffalo we both grew up in buffalo new york and uh, started interning got an intern position at a church and that kind of turned into middle school pastor eventually, and that's where I met L. So L was attending that church, and mm-hmm. I started. Uh, I was brought on staff, and so that's kind of where we met. Mm-hmm. I don't know, L. Did you have yeah. a youth pastor that brought you hamburgers that made you want to go <laughs> into ministry? No.
2: Well, okay. So for me, I was like really active in my youth group growing up. Uh, the church that we both worked at is actually the church I grew up in, uh, and so I spent the first twenty-seven years of my life there, and. Um, loved it. We actually got to see the church kind of grow from a youth group of maybe like 30, uh, students up to, by the time we left, it was maybe like, um, well, we probably had like 350 just middle schoolers wow. uh, each week. So it went through like a huge transition. Uh, but the thing for me is I actually did not anticipate going into ministry at all. Uh, be, in large part, I think because I didn't actually see any women uh, doing meaningful ministry that kind of aligned with my skills and passions when I was growing up. Uh, like if you looked at my church back then, uh, the really the only things women were doing were like leading in children's ministry or like leading women's Bible studies or like leading the handbell choir or something. And none of those things were really my jam. So Um, I didn't even see it really as an option. Uh, what ended up happening for me is that, uh, when Kenny, uh, became the middle school pastor, uh, we, there, my church had an opening for like a family ministry coordinator. So, um, they, I was asked to take that role. So I was doing a lot with like marriage ministry and, uh, uh, like family baptisms, things that kind of span birth through 12th grade. And, I always thought that that would just be like a temporary position, Uh, but kind of the more that I got into it, the more things I got to try, the more I realized like, oh, maybe ministry is something that I could do for the long term. So um, yeah, it's a little different for me. I kind of like stumbled into it by accident uh, in large part just because I didn't really see it modeled for me when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, but then eventually we both ended up working in middle school ministry together And we loved it. We love what we did. Elle Mm -hmm. really focused on, like, the volunteers and the small group side of things. I focused more on the programming and the speaking and that side of stuff. And eventually, we started creating resources for ourselves. We're both (laughs) self-taught, and probably a lot of youth pastors are like this out there that are listening because – you may not have like a tech team or you may not have a graphic right. designer on staff, so you got to learn how to use all these programs. Yes. So we pretty much did. We learned Photoshop and InDesign and how to edit videos and how to edit audio and all this stuff. So it ended up working out well for us because we were able <laughs> to create stuff for our ministry. And uh, then we thought it would be fun to share that with other youth ministries Mm -hmm. uh, that wanted to use anything that we made. So that's where Stuff You Can Use was born. So um, if you're not familiar, Elle and I have a website called stuffyoucanuse.org. And really how it started was just us creating things for our youth ministry, like our volunteer training materials and the events we were doing and our breakfast we did for our parents and like all, all the games we did. And mm-hmm. so we just kind of like put all those things up on a website, stuff you can use. And uh, it turned into now it's like our full-time career. So we mm-hmm. kind of transitioned from being full-time youth pastors to now full-time we get to create stuff and make it available mm-hmm. to youth pastors all around the world. That's
0: cool. Yeah, I remember I think the very first time I met you guys was probably at an Orange Conference. And I think you guys were leading a, a workshop about games for middle schoolers. Yes, and That was, um, that was fun. It was fun. And it was cool. Like, I can definitely tell your heart like was was not just to say, hey, these things worked for us. So we're going to keep them to ourselves. But hey, they worked for us. And we want you to, to share in it as well and take it. And if it works for your group, great. Um, if you want to change it, go for it. And I can definitely tell that that's been your heart kind of for a while now and, and you can tell it in, you know, stuff you can use as well. Um, has that, was that modeled for you or is that just kind of what you guys just, yeah, that was just kind of naturally, I guess, um, as you spent some time in ministry.
2: Yeah. Well, I think, um, I mean, for it for sure was modeled for us and it really was like ingrained really in the culture of our church. Uh, so our church had sort of an interesting history where like when I was growing up, uh, it kind of was like this, uh, exclusive kind of vibe. Like it didn't partner with other churches. It kind of was like, hey, this is what we're doing. We don't care about anybody else. Hmm. Um, and so, when I was like in high school, we brought in a new lead pastor, and he started shifting that culture in some pretty big ways. Uh, and his name his name's Jerry Gillis. He's still there, uh, and he's really done like a ton in the last like 15 years to uh, really kind of build up like the capital C church of Buffalo hmm. uh, to kind of get churches working together and partnering together. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I was really fortunate, and and Kenny too that. Throughout our entire ministry career, uh, and even for me when I was a teenager, uh, got to see that modeled in some pretty significant ways. And so, when we, by the time we were on staff, one of our core values as a church was partnering with the greater body of Christ. Hmm. And so, uh, when we were there on staff, this was really encouraged for us: is like, hey, um, our church happens to have a lot of staff, a lot of resources. Uh, just you know by the nature of like, in a lot of ways, we kind of got lucky, like we happen to have a lot of stuff. And so it would be selfish of us to keep that to ourselves and to use that just for the building up just of our church. And um, let's think of ways that we can serve uh, the church around the corner and the church down the street and the church um, in churches like throughout our county, but also throughout uh, the country as well. So yeah, that was for sure modeled for us, uh, and was a really big value. And we're pretty, we're pretty like fortunate that we got to kind of be under that um, model of leadership because, you know, it's just we we yeah. love it.
1: It was very open handed, and mm-hmm. like they even allowed us as part of our job to actually run stuff you can use. So oh, they wow. were like, "Hey, we know you guys are creating great stuff, and like we really value the partnership uh, with other churches. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and like." during, you know, don't use all your time to do this, but as you create things, go (laughs) Mm -hmm. ahead and make a website and make them available. And so we got to like really kind of get our experience and build some of the community, even while we were working at the Mm -hmm. church and with their approval. So it was a really cool opportunity. Yeah.
0: That's cool. That's especially cool. To like that, your church was, you know, endorsing it and giving you that safe place to like play around with that and see mm-hmm. see how it goes and realize, you know, you're still employed here. We'll still support you, but we're going to give you this opportunity to to be that resource if if God does and in, in, indeed bless it. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And and it's definitely, I mean, one of the, one of our sponsors of the of the podcast is the National Network of Youth Ministries. And so yeah, we we've talked a lot a lot over the years um on the podcast about the importance of working together. It's so incredibly important that we're there for each other. Um, even across dominational lines and and just realizing that we want we, to we focus on the the really important things, Jesus mm-hmm. and, and reaching teenagers and their families for for Jesus. And yeah. yeah, if we can do that together, we're only gonna be better for it.
2: Mm-hmm. Totally.
0: Love that. Cool. So next question I have for you um, revolves around your ministry. So if you want to, you can talk a little bit about what your ministry looked like there in Buffalo, but I'd really like to hear like, what's a, what's a day-to-day life like, like and, and stuff that you can use because you this is now your full-time gig. So what's that look like? What's God doing in your ministry as it, as it now uh, looks like too?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, for most of our professional life, for most of our career, like it's, Always been a side project for us. So Stuff You Can Use was always something we were able to give, you know, a little bit of our time to. And, you know, we'd create things every once in a while and make them available. We were able to start the Stuff You Can Use Facebook group um, while we were still doing it as like a side project. And now it has almost 8,000 youth workers in it, which is like insane and crazy (laughs) Um, we were able to start the Youth Ministry Answers podcast. And so it's kind of like, you know, slowly evolved over the years as we've been able to create more things. And then recently, though, we were like, all right, we're finally at a place where it looks like we could, you know, sustain ourselves off of this. And it Mm -hmm. would be fun to kind of not have a boss anymore and like be <laughs> able to have complete creative freedom and like, you know, do whatever we want and mm-hmm. like be able to do it from anywhere. So we're like, maybe we should try this out and like try to go all in. So uh, we made the decision in January to actually jump in and do stuff you can use full time. So since then our day to day has been completely different than usual because <laughs> yeah. usually it's like, Hey, we're working for a church or we're working for orange and we are mm-hmm. like, you know, had a full time job along with it but now Mm -hmm. that we're full in um it's really fun and we get to work with and partner with a lot of youth pastors and youth workers all around the country and really all around the world and so kind of like what happened was when we first launched stuff you can use we were thinking like okay what do we want to do like Mm -hmm. we want to create something that would be as helpful as possible yeah to the most amount of people. Mm -hmm. And that's where we kind of came up with the idea for Grow. And so we launched this curriculum in May called Grow Curriculum. And it's also like a full annual strategy. So right now, our day-to-day is just kind of helping youth pastors plan their entire years out. Mm -hmm. Um, So we kind of go through everything from August all the way through the fall, winter, spring and summer and think through what are you doing for your volunteer training? How are you connecting with parents? What are your events look like and all of that? So we've created all those resources, put it into the subscription. And so day to day, we're just creating resources and trying Mm -hmm. to help youth pastors get better at what they do.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's Grow really is kind of our, our main focus at this point. Uh, we're still doing podcasts and doing blog posts and all that stuff. But um, yeah, Grow is like is the biggest deal for us because uh, our hope, um, and actually, let me expound a little bit on like where this came from. Uh, back in January, when we decided to go full time, we asked all of uh, like our Stuff You Can Use community uh, to tell us what their biggest struggle in youth ministry was. And we got hundreds of responses back. Uh, but really, the number one issue that we saw from youth pastors had to do with either attendance or engagement of their students Um, is that the big, big issue and biggest worry is like, Hey, I feel this pressure to grow my numbers. I feel this pressure to like get my attendance numbers up. Like, what am I going to do? And kind of this really came from this conversation Kenny and I had of, okay, if we were to sit down with all these youth pastors who feel this pressure of growing their numbers, uh, what would we say? And we kind of landed on, Hey, we understand the pressure of, um, growing your numbers, but that's not really the point. And I think as youth pastors, we all know that, but we still feel the pressure. Uh, But if we do ever want to grow numerically, we can't, Um, get there by doing quick fixes of like giving away Xboxes or doing a big pool event and just trying to like drag kids through the door. Uh, The only way that we're really going to grow sustainably and deeply in the long term is to create healthy systems uh, throughout all of our ministry. And so that's really uh, where Grow came from is like, hey, we can't give quick fixes. We don't want to give quick fixes. How do we help youth pastors create uh, really healthy, successful strategies and systems that help them in every area of their ministry? Um, So that's been a really fun, fun challenge for us and it really kind of we got to sort of be like pretend youth pastors again (laughs) because we got to plan out like an entire year of ministry um, for basically an imaginary youth ministry Um, and it was really fun it was a fun uh, new challenge and allowed us to kind of really go back to our roots of what we would be doing and what we wish we could be doing right now if we were youth pastors full-time yeah so it's fun we love it just trying to figure out ways to solve problems for people is basically what we do
0: that's cool I, I was just thinking this week, like going into a, a new ministry, I've only been here for like two and a half months now, and there's so many things and planning out the year and all that stuff um, that I know I need to do, but it just takes time mm-hmm. and, and you, you know, have the regular daily grind of, of actually doing the ministry and planning it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that sounds great, just to be able to sit back and plan it without the daily grind. That's That sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's pretty good it's yeah,
0: pretty good yeah so what's it like i mean do you get a chance to to break these these lessons and the curriculum and stuff like that that you're writing with a youth group or are you kind of just writing to that imaginary group and and hoping it works How does that work
1: yeah well we knew going into it we didn't want to write at all like right. you know we wanted to make sure we had a really diverse group of people speaking into it so we actually were able to get like over 30 different youth workers and church leaders to help us um, from all different church sizes, from all different contexts, like leaders from urban churches and rural churches and suburban. And we even have people from different countries, like uh, youth workers from the UK and Mexico and Australia. And so we really were able to get this really cool, diverse mix of, uh, contributors. I think over 50% Mm -hmm. of them are women Mm -hmm. over 50% of them are people of color. And so we were like, we really want to make this as flexible and as usable as possible Mm -hmm. in so many different types of scenarios. So we did have, you know, a lot of different youth groups Uh, using it and thinking about it and helping us shape it. And it's not just the curriculum that they helped with, but also Mm -hmm. the leader meetings and the parent communication pieces and the events. And so like really holistically your entire youth Mm -hmm. ministry, um, we had all these great leaders kind of like helping us put it together. And Mm -hmm. so that was really fun too. Like it's just so fun and we love collaboration. We love, Mm -hmm. you know, getting the ideas and voices of other people. And even as a youth pastor, that's one thing that I valued a lot. I was, you know, the lead communicator to our youth group, but I tried really hard to get as many different people Um, on stage to help communicate or even maybe be someone I would interview if I was communicating or come up and tell a story. Because I just think it's so important for students to not just hear the same person's perspective every single week. Um, It's so healthy and so valuable for our students if they hear, you know, a wide variety of perspectives Mm -hmm. and backgrounds and you know, holistically, it's just better for them. So it was really fun to be able to have that group of people help contribute to what we were doing.
2: Yeah. And we're excited for that too, uh, just for a youth pastors development, because, you know, sometimes we get in this rut as youth pastors of like doing similar things over and over again, uh, just because that's what we know. It's right. what we like. It's kind of what our style is. And so one of the things we're most excited about is that having this huge, diverse group of people uh, who are writing the weekly talks and like the small group questions and all that stuff uh, will hopefully give you pastors like Um, some different tastes of different styles and different approaches of uh, writing and preparing and delivering talks um, so that you pastors can try new things and find out like things that work for them and things that don't. Um, So we try to make everything really customizable and really flexible so that, you know, when you look at it and you're like, eh, this isn't going to work for me, but that's okay. It's easy to change. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, hey, this is something I've never tried before. Let me try it uh, and see how it goes. So we're excited about that. We love the idea of kind of challenging ourselves as leaders and as communicators, to uh, you know, just be trying new things to be more effective and more innovative, uh, and not get stuck in a rut. So, hopefully, this helps some folks do that.
0: That's cool. Yeah, I love that idea. I mean, even what you've done, and and maybe hopefully, I think this is probably on purpose. Um, but you've really in that way been able to give other youth workers this, the same opportunity that you were given to mm-hmm. to share their resources and share their expertise and, and be able to give back to the youth ministry community as well so that's, that's really awesome to, exactly. to, be able to share that responsibility uh, among all of us so it's mm-hmm. like it's coming from all these different areas but we're all you're all going at the same unified vision Yeah. Yes, and actually
1: part of that what you said is exactly right like and we didn't want to necessarily just invite all the famous youth pastors to contribute, you know, (laughs) because there's like, All the people we know that are like the youth pastor celebrities Mm -hmm. out there that we could ask to like be a part of it. But we were looking for like youth workers that don't have a platform, Mm -hmm. that they're doing amazing things in these really interesting contexts, but they don't have a place to share what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So that was part of what we were looking for too, is to give some new up and coming or like not even up and coming, but like seasoned Mm -hmm. veteran
0: people as well, an opportunity to share what they've been able to learn and do Mm -hmm. over the last few years. That's cool. Yeah. And that's, that's actually, it's, it's so cool. Cause it's one of the reasons I started this podcast. Cause I was like, there's mm-hmm. awesome stories out there that people need to hear and yeah. maybe they don't, they don't get the platform that some, some people do, but, uh, but God's doing some awesome stuff through other ministries and and we need to share those stories and we need to celebrate them.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: So do you guys get a chance to, uh, to still volunteer in, in student ministry at all, or, or is it pretty much just stuff you can use?
2: Yeah, we do get to volunteer, which is so fun. Uh, we volunteer at a church called Brownsbridge uh, here in Georgia, and we serve as small group leader coaches in the middle school ministry there. So, uh, you know, we're, we're volunteers, but we oversee other volunteers, um, small group leaders, and get to invest in them and help them and kind of give them some practical training and advice. Uh, as they're trying to figure out how to be small group leaders to middle schoolers, uh, which is quite the job, uh, and we've been there, so we get to kind of help them figure that out and navigate those waters. Uh, actually, this um, in just a few days, we're going to be spending the weekend at the uh, our church's seventh and eighth grade weekend fall camp called Frequency. Um, So we'll be kind of pouring into small group leaders and helping them troubleshoot all of the craziness Mm -hmm. that comes with a weekend full of middle schoolers. Um, And yeah, we get to do that. We love it. Um, It is, it's, I mean, in a lot of ways, um, it's some of the things that we got to do as youth pastors back at our last church. Uh, But, you know, without the Uh, responsibility of being yeah. there for 40 hours a week. So yeah. Yeah. it's great. It's My, great.
0: my it. mentor and I, uh, from my, my resident uh, ministry back several years ago, often said to ourselves, we would, we would be the best volunteers out there. <laughs> <it'd be> great <laughs> just, to, just to volunteer in ministry and not have to worry about all the other stuff attached to it. I mean, that it's there, whether you want it or not, it's there. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's a, it was definitely an adjustment, but we're having fun with it. We love sure. it. We love it a lot.
0: That's really cool. So uh, so let's talk some tips and tricks. You, I'm sure you guys have learned a ton of stuff over the years um, that God's taught you um, and, and through ministry and through um, being a resource to others. Um, but if you could narrow it down to like maybe two or three different tips that, you know, even if you could kind of go back in time, if that was possible to tell yourselves 10, 15 years ago, um, you know, hey, if you did this, it would actually set you up better for success mm-hmm. um, and that maybe other youth workers out there could benefit from, from that wisdom. So do you got some, you got some some tips for us
1: sure well i have a, like a real life story
0: of being Ooh. a youth pastor where i learned some stuff on the oh spot
1: boy. so like well when i was first a youth pastor is this
2: the santa claus story no this oh. is <laughs> the santa claus
1: story don't and tell middle yeah. schoolers no, santa doesn't no, exist that's <laughs> also about the tip is do not reveal yeah. or or deny the existence of santa, uh, santa claus don't even talk about I it. i
0: wish that i could say that i never talked about santa but yeah, yeah i've been there
1: yeah but uh but Actually, um, what I realized as a youth pastor is before I had any other staff on my team, which probably most youth workers are like that, right? We're either on our own or maybe even doing it bivocationally, like there's not always like a team to help support us. And so I was leading the middle school ministry and uh, really focusing mostly on Sundays, like focusing on our weekly program. And what I wasn't doing was really supporting and caring for our volunteers. And I didn't realize that. I was young in ministry and I thought, yo, we have lots of kids coming. It's really fun. The messages are engaging. The worship band is cool. Um, but what I didn't realize in the whole process was our volunteers didn't feel cared for. Our volunteers never really got the support and the training they needed. And so what happened was one Sunday morning, we had like 85 middle school boys but only two adults showed up that morning. <laughs> wow. And that's when I realized, I'm like, all right, if <laughs> these middle school boys realize what's happening, right. they could overthrow yeah. The, yeah. the entire yes. program and have like a mutiny. Out of <laughs> and so that's when I was like, shoot, I really need to figure out how to invest into my volunteers. And uh, that's really, you know, part of why we created Grow the way we did was we give um, all of our users help in all of these areas like we give them help in six different areas teaching games events parents volunteers and uh what was the last one i don't know i forget discipleship yeah 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 cool and The so, most
2: important one kenny Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> and like we believe the reason why it's so important to have something that supports you in all six of those is you're not going to be good at all six right. like i was good At maybe the teaching and the games, but I wasn't good at parents and volunteers. Mm. So I really needed some help in that area. So I would say one of the tips I have for youth pastors out there is to identify what your weak spots are Mm. and either bring someone alongside of you that can help with that. Like maybe you can bring on even a volunteer that will help you with parents or a volunteer that will help coordinate your other volunteers um, or whatever your weak spot is. But identify your weak spots and try to find someone to help you with those. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Uh, obviously I agree with all that. Uh, one thing I would add slash maybe expand on that Kenny just touched on, uh, is I think the best tip that I can give to a youth pastor is to give away ministry opportunities to volunteers. Mm Uh, and this has kind of been like, my soapbox rant from the beginning. Actually, once I literally did a soapbox rant <laughs> at a conference once about this. Um, but it's like it, as youth pastors, um, and I saw this modeled uh, when I was uh, growing up. Unfortunately, that sometimes there's this tendency to like be the rock stars of our youth ministries, hmm. like the people who do everything. We want to be the people who like disciple every kid, who are there for all of their big moments, um, who are like. The ones that, you know, when kids get older, they're like, oh man, my youth pastor personally like discipled me. But the reality is if we have that mentality that we want to be like the person for every single kid in our ministry, uh, we're going to cap our ministry's effectiveness. We're going to cap our ministry's numbers because we can't actually invest in that many people. Um, So the way around that, the way to um, actually make our ministry effective is to empower volunteers in significant ways to do ministry, to be there for those big moments, um, because we can't do it all on our own, and we shouldn't. Uh, And so really, it's just kind of seeing our role as youth pastors as more than just pastoring kids. Um, Our role is to empower and equip volunteers to do ministry, because when we do that, we actually expand our influence, expand the influence of the church, uh, and allow more kids to be discipled and ministered to in significant ways.
1: Yeah, and actually— like we mentioned earlier, one of our church's core values was partnership with the greater body. We had four core values. One of them was partnership with the greater body, which is how we were able to create stuff we can use, and the other one... Um, another one was interdependent leadership. And it was all about what El just said, was giving away ministry and not trying to do everything yourself. So really, we were looking for volunteers to lead every aspect of our ministry. Like, can we find a volunteer to lead our greeter team? Can we find a volunteer mm-hmm. to lead our cafe team? Can we find a volunteer to, uh, you know, be coaches for our small group leaders and mm-hmm. volunteers to communicate and help us with events? And so really, we tried to empower volunteers as much as possible in our ministry mm-hmm. to really, like, Give, let them use their gifts and give them the opportunity. And when you do that, they feel more ownership. Yeah. And then the ministry is not hanging on you. So, like, you know, we got called away and we we're no longer serving there, but right. the ministry was still thriving and growing even after we left. Because of the systems and mm-hmm. structures that were in place.
2: Yeah, and I think when you do that as a youth pastor, uh, when you empower volunteers like that, you don't have no idea the kind of impact that you're making. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for me, the re- I think the reason I'm in ministry today is because when I was a volunteer small group leader, um, my youth pastor told us that as small group leaders, we were actually the youth pastors yeah. of the in our small group, um, and so that really like changed uh, was a huge perspective shift for me, and was something I wanted to instill in my volunteers is that you guys aren't just people who show up and like do a stupid job, like push buttons on the PowerPoint. Um, but you're actually pastoring people and that's a really big deal. Um, so yeah, we just don't know the impact that that's going to have. Um, and kids need it. Kids need more people than just us. They need more voices than just ours.
0: Definitely. Yeah, that's great stuff. Yeah, I've learned so many, like sometimes through the hard times, um, a lot of times through my wife, who is very gifted in that area, um, who's able to point out those weaknesses in, in me and realize, hey, I need to be empowering and encouraging my leaders as well. And mm-hmm. uh, and that's something that I, I personally realized recently, you know, leaving a church that I'm glad that, that I had been taught that early on, because that ministry is still thriving under volunteer leadership right now, um, because they haven't hired a replacement. And they're still able to, to keep going um, because the, the people there were less empowered to, to keep on doing the ministry. And it didn't have to revolve all around me um, mm-hmm. because in, in the end, who am I? Like I'm just, yeah. I'm just another guy. Um, <laughs> but when the church is able to, to really um, capitalize on their gifts and, and really pour into the body, it just it looks so beautiful. It's awesome mm-hmm. just to just sit back and watch God's people do God's work. Yes. So that's really cool. Uh, any other tips or anything that you'd like to share before we close up?
1: Uh, one other thing I would say is if you're not connected to the other youth pastors and mm-hmm. youth workers in your area is to reach out and find them. And even if it's not an official like youth pastor network in your area, but there's just so much great community out there in the youth pastor world that we can help each other and share ideas. And like, it doesn't mean you have to do events with other churches or anything, mm-hmm. but really just that friendship and those relationships with the other youth workers that are in your local area. Yeah, um, That was really helpful to me, just encouraging. And uh, you know, I was able to learn a lot from the other guys and girls that were serving in our local area. And mm-hmm. I loved it. And in Buffalo where we were, there's still a very strong network of youth pastors up there and so if you don't have one maybe you could start one Mm -hmm. and if there is one in your area get plugged in
2: yep yeah i think the last thing i would say is just make it fun not only for students but for volunteers to serve with you uh we probably do that pretty well for students already but yeah make things fun for volunteers to be there too um when you have fun together like everything is just better guys like it's just fun to laugh definitely fun do it (laughs)
0: Cool. So, thank you guys so much again for for joining us today on the podcast. I'm sure people are going to want to know all about you and where they can connect with you guys online. Um, of course, check out your resources and everything. Uh, where are the, where's the best place for them to go to to find all about you and and what you can offer to to their student ministries?
1: Yeah. First thing I would say is if you want to check out Grow Curriculum, that's pretty much where we're putting all of our efforts these days is Mm -hmm. into our Grow Curriculum and strategy. And that's growcurriculum.org. And you can also find a whole bunch of other stuff that we do at stuffyoucanuse.org. Um, So those are kind of the two places that's where really you can get plugged into our Facebook group and Mm -hmm. find all the resources that we have available. I really am not active on social media or anything, (laughs) so it's not even worth it to follow me on Instagram or whatever. (laughs) I post like once every six
0: months.
2: (laughs) Um, I I would say the best places on social media to connect with us are um, number one, join the Facebook group, uh, which you can find by searching for stuff you can use a youth ministry community uh, and follow us on Instagram because we post stuff every day, at least once like helpful things and fun things and encouraging things. So yeah.
0: Cool. And I, I just have to ask, cause I, I've just been curious about this all along since I, I followed both of you guys on social media is like, how do you explain how to, to follow yourself? Because you have a lot of letters <laughs> in there. Like do you, do you, do you count them out or how, how do you, how do you tell them yeah. how many L's are there?
2: Guys, listen, here's the thing. If you <laughs> want to follow me on social media, like personally, you really have to work for it. So my, my handle on Instagram is E and then 18 L's and then another E. So like, In a very, it's very annoying. Um, yeah, I guess my philosophy is, uh, I don't know. I just like to make it kind of torturous to follow me. (laughs) It just weeds out people who don't really want to be my friend.
0: Nice. That's what i got. Even brought Kenny along for it. and just, yeah, like, I well, I and I just copied Elle because yeah. I'm yeah. not creative. <laughs> right. So
1: it was just Kenny with nine N's. I, I thought know. nine right. N it's like an alliteration a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah. So Kenny, nine N's. There right. you go. There you yep. go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool! So, thank you guys so much. It's been it's been a blast just to chat with you for a little bit today, and and it's been cool just to hear your story and what God's doing uh, in in your ministry. And as you are able to to minister to other uh, youth workers out there, thank you for all you guys do. Yeah, man,
2: Thanks thank for you for having
0: us. Well, as always, I hope you all enjoyed that conversation just as much as I did. Kenny and Elle are fantastic. They're so full of energy and excitement uh, for student ministry, and they just provide an awesome resource for all of us. And so if you haven't checked out their websites, um, make sure you do so. Check out their podcast and and follow them on on social media as well. Um, It would be a great follow and a great resource to your ministry, I'm sure. And uh, make sure you share this with others because I know, you know, we, things like this don't get out unless we actually share them. And so if you like what you've heard today, and you're like, you know what, I got someone else that that really needs to hear this message, um, really needs to hear about their resource, really needs to hear about what God's doing in the world, um, because sometimes it gets kind of bogged down um, by all the negative stuff and everything, right? Um, especially here lately. It's been a lot of negative stuff in, in the media and everything, but to hear about what God is doing in the midst of that and what He's doing in the lives of these people and, and how they're they're still working and they're still making a, a great impact for God uh, in the world today, in these students' lives and these families' lives. Um, so make sure you share that share the love and and if you do like it, if you like this this sort of podcast, you like this format, do me a favor and leave a positive comment on one of the the podcatchers out there, whether it be iTunes or Podbean or um, Stitcher or TuneIn Radio or whatever you use to to subscribe to this podcast. Just just leave a little little comment. That'd be awesome, and it helps us just kind of rise to the top, and so other people can find it as well. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to connect with the student ministry podcast we are on twitter it's Stu men pod so everything is abbreviated s-t-u-m-i-n-p-o-d and you can also follow me on twitter at steve cullum and i would love to hear what your thoughts are of the podcast but also if you have someone else that you would say you know i gotta get them on the podcast they've got an awesome story and the world needs to hear about this story make sure you let me know and i would love to get them on there as well so thanks again for tuning in to the student ministry podcast and until next time may god bless your ministry Thank you